a little bit of background. Purim Tavshin Yud Gimel. It's still in the very early years, the very first years of the Rebbe's leadership. It was a long Febrengen. The Purim Febrengens in general were often very long, very lebedic. The Rebbe spoke for many hours, and in the course of the Febrengen, the Rebbe said a, a, a mimer, like the Rebbe always did. Deep, fascinating mimer that the Rebbe said then. It was already two, three in the morning, and the Chassidim saw on the Rebbe's face. You were able to see on the Rebbe's face when the Rebbe was about to say a mimer. The Rebbe's face literally changed. It was like a seriousness and a holiness that shone. Like palpable. You could look at the videos, you could see it in, in the videos as well. The Chsidim saw in the Rebbe's face that the Rebbe was about to say a Maimah, the Rebbe wanted to say a Maimah. This was something which was unheard of. It, in general, hardly ever happened. In those years, it had never yet happened. But the Rebbe should say two Maimahim in the course of one Farbergen. Before the Rebbe said a Maimah, the Rebbe said then a Hakdama, a preface. That Hakdama that the Rebbe said was that there was a Chassid of the Rebbe Rashab, who, um, uh, when the Rebbe Rashab gave an instruction that the Chassidim should go vote. So this Chassid was a simple Chassid. The concept of voting was something was which was not familiar to him, but the Rebbe said to go vote. The Chassid does whatever the Rebbe says. So he went to the mikveh and he put on his Shabbos clothes, his kapata, his gartel, and he went to go vote for the person who the Rebbe Shab said to go vote for. When he came out of the voting booth, so there were a bunch of people standing outside cheering for their candidate. They're saying, hurrah, hurrah. So he also stood to the side and he also said, hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. He is evil, hurrah, he is evil. The Rebbe said it three times. And it was clear from the Rebbe that the Rebbe wanted that the Chassidim should say it also. And everyone over there by the Fabrengen, the packed Fabrengen, everyone over there by the Fabrengen shouted out, Hoorah! 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 And then the Rebbe started the Mimer, Al-Kain. 
That's the background of the Maimer. A little bit of a current events background from them. It was over a two and a half year period, 1951 to 1953. There was something called the doctor's plot. You could look it up, you could Google it. There was something called the doctor's plot. In Russia then, All the Jewish doctors were arrested. You're talking about thousands and thousands of people. And I heard from people who heard from their parents. When I had in class, when we, we learned this moment before in the class, and I had in the, in the class people who were in Russia then, and they heard from their parents. The circumstances that there were then in Russia, we're talking about millions of Jews that lived in Russia then. Literally millions. And they were all fearful for their lives. Because it seemed pretty clear, although um, uh, there's no direct historical evidence according to Wikipedia for this, but Wikipedia does discuss it as a working theory, and based on the way that things occurred then in Russia, it seems like this was a direct plan. And the fact that he want that Stalin wanted them to kill all of the doctors, the thousands and thousands of doctors that had been arrested and accused of plotting to kill Stalin, that was one hundred percent clear. That there's no question about. The fact that this would have deep repercussions on the Jews who were living then in Russia was also very clear. But it seems that those deep repercussions were to go as far as having all of the Jews exiled from their places of living throughout the Soviet Union to one area near Siberia that everyone would have to live over there, something which would have been traumatic for Jewish life in Russia. And everyone was literally fearful for their lives. They knew that the doctors being killed would be followed by pogroms and so on and so forth. And Purim Tovshin Yud Gimel was right in the middle of that. Right in the middle of this that was going on. Right after Purim Tavshin Yud Gimel, there was an announcement on Soviet radio. I don't remember. I'm sorry, these events I don't remember exactly, but it, it was clear that there was some type of announcement that uh, maybe Stalin wasn't feeling well, maybe he was on vacation, whatever it was that they said. 
with the famous Russian misinformation that goes on to this day. And uh, over the following weeks, it became clear that Stalin had died. And uh, they were able to then figure out when did Stalin die? Purim Tavshin Yidgimel. When this mimer was said. When Stalin died, when it became official that Stalin had died, all the prisoners were released. First, they said there wasn't ample evidence to incriminate them. And then they said the whole thing was fabricated. And this whole threat, a threat which faced millions of Jews at the time, was averted. When th- this man was said in Tavshin Gimel, that's 1953, Purim 1953. Um, it was then um, edited and given out to Chassidim in a version which was edited by the Rebbe directly in Tavshin Aleph 1991. It's interesting, by the way, that Purim 1991 is also a significant event <coughs> both in world history and one which impacts Israel, the Yidin as well, as that was the date when the Gulf War was officially declared over. And Saddam Hussein was officially vanquished. That was the end of this terror which existed for the Jewish people. The day when this Maimur was edited for and disseminated amongst Chassidim. And in the note which they wrote for the Mimer, every Mimer always had a note which was given out t- together with it. The note said, Likras Towards the days of Purim, I assume that you have it also in your English. Does it say it over here? No, I don't see it. I must say it somewhere. It says at the beginning a little bit of the introduction. But it says, look towards the days of Purim Abalinutai, Yud Aleph Adar, Shnas Hei Tavshin, on Aleph, the 11th of Adar, in the year Tavshin, on Aleph, 1991. Amiras Maimer Zeh, and in the note it says, this Maimer, which was said, Hamaimer Hasheni, the second Maimer, and the word Hasheni is emphasized. Shenemer Besvadis the Purim Bishanahu, which was said in the Fabrengan of Purim of Tashin Yud Gimel, 1953, which was connected apparently. The Chsidim wrote, this is what the Chsidim who were editing the Maimer wrote, which was connected apparently with the events that took place in that year. Ad lemapalase shal hamisher, the Medina hahi shayetzeri Yisrael, to the point of the mapala, of the fall, of the Meshel, of the, the, the dictator who was 
um, uh, ruling that country, who was a Tzirah Yisrael, an enemy of the Yidden, like Haman, as was understood in the time when the Rebbe said the Maimur, from the story of Hura, as a preface and in conjunction to the reciting of this Maimur, Al derech hayroos kveid ktushas marashab nishmas edem etkufas hamapeichal achim apolasit shalakeser regarding the instructions of the Rebbe Hashem um, uh, in the time of the upheaval when uh, the Kesar when the when the what was it called the Tsar was overthrown and uh, the events which we discussed earlier. Now Rabbi Yehiel Khan says that when the Rebbe would look over the Maimer, one of the things that the Rebbe focused on with very precise exactitude was the preface to the Maimer, always. And when they prepared this, they were expecting the Rebbe to change something. Because basically this short paragraph is a statement saying that uh, this Maimer got rid of Stalin for us. And for the Rebbe to say something like that openly was something which was practically unheard of. And the, when the Rebbe allowed the Maimah to be printed with this paragraph exactly the way that it is, Rebbe Khan said that was as big of a miracle as the miracle of the Maimah itself. So that's a little bit of background to the Maimah. When we learn the Maimer, we're going to see that the ideas of this Maimer are not just, it happens to be a Maimer Chesidus, and it happens to be that in conjunction with this Maimer, we got rid of this difficulty, but we're going to see how the ideas of this Maimer are directly related to it. The Maimer is focused on a very fine and difficult idea to understand. The idea of a girl, a lottery. Now, a lottery doesn't sound like something which you've ever thought of as one of the more complicated philosophical ideas. But in the Maimur, we're going to see that it is a very complicated idea, a very deep idea, and something which brings out the essence of what the holiday of Purim is all about. Because the Yomtev of Purim is called Purim, which means lottery. An unusual name, as we're going to read in the Maimer, for this Yomtev. And the reason why it's called that is because this deep idea of what a lottery represents, what lots represent, represents a very, very deep and fine and difficult to understand level, which is the even deeper than the concept of Bechira, of choice. Bechira itself is a very complicated subject. And lottery is even deeper than that. So this is what we're going to learn over here in this moment. Avram, you have a question before we start? Um, what did the Rebbe have this after his stroke, or was it before his stroke? Before. The stroke was in Tavshin Nun Beis, Tav Zayin Adar. I 
there were no maimur which were edited after that. The last maimur which was edited is the maimur that we just finished, the maimur va'ata tetzava, a maimur which all of you, Vezis um, Hashem, uh, will be handing in for me a complete summary of. Um, that's that's the, the last maimur which was edited before Chavzayinadar. So this was a year before that. Sure. There's a picture of the Rebbe from that Febrengen. Could try to find it and post it. But that was in connection to a different story which the Rebbe said. Um, uh, apparently. It's not clear, obviously, when the picture is from, because the pictures, unfortunately, didn't come with audio back then. They didn't have live photo yet. Um, but there's a picture of the Rebbe going like this and with a, a, a very broad smile and all of the chassidim are standing around looking with big smiles on their face. It's unclear which part of the Febrengen that was connected to. So some people say that that was the Rebbe saying hurrah because there's a picture of that Febrengen. The Rebbe said hurrah, maybe like that. But uh, I think that I've heard that that was actually in connection to a different story that the Rebbe was saying about hats that were shaped in, 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 in that shape. Okay, let's start the Mimer. With this Akdama, we have to learn this Mimer well. And when we learn the Mimer, Bezus Hashem, it should help us conquer our own Stalins, our own challenges, our own darknesses that sometimes feel overwhelming and threatening to us in ways that are inconquerable. And this Mimer teaches us that there is nothing that can be inconquerable to a Jew, even where a Jew seemingly is undeserving of conquering this challenge, but the truth is that the essence of a Jew goes deeper than that. And as we've discussed in the Maimavata Tetzava as well, the Rebbe splits up essence. In general, essence is a subject which isn't discussed. The Rebbe discusses essence in almost every Maimer that the Rebbe says. The Rebbe discusses essence. And the Rebbe doesn't suffice with discussing the concept of essence, but the Rebbe splits up essence to various levels. And this is what we're going to see in this Maimer as well. That there's the essence and the essence of the essence and the essence of the essence of the essence. Al Kain Karu Layamim Ha'ila Purim Al Shem Hapur. This is a Pasuk from the Megillah at the end of the Megillah, which tells us the name of this holiday, Purim. Al Kain, therefore, it says in the Megillah, Karu Layamim Ha'ila Purim. They called this holiday Purim. This holiday, the holiday which we read in the Maimir Vata Tetzava, the Pasuk in the Megillah, which says that the Jews accepted this holiday, a holiday for themselves and for their children for all time, that there should be a Yom Tov of Purim. And this holiday was called Purim Al Shem Hapur because of the lot which Haman drew. Haman drew lots, and the purpose of the lots that Haman drew were in order to eradicate the Jewish people. And those lots fell out on the 14th day of Adar. And because of this lot which Haman drew, 
this yamtiv is called Purim. According to that which is known, that the name of every single thing indicates on its idea, that means when you have a name, your name is not just a name, but your name is something much deeper than that. Your name is a hint to essentially who you are. And even more than that, we find in the Torah, right in the beginning of Bereshus, that, that Adam Harishain, I'm already holding my Adli Adam, that Adam Harishain um, called all of the animals' name, names. And it says in the Pasuk that everything that Adam Harishain called its name, Kach Shemoy, that was its name. This was its name. In other words, the wisdom of Adam Harishan was that he was able to tap into the name of every single thing. And we're taught in Chsidis that the name of something is actually the energy that it has. Being that Hashem created the world through speech. Hashem spoke. Who Omar? And the world came into existence. Vayayi. Hashem spoke the world into existence. That is the Maisa, the Baruch Hu, the speech of Hashem. That is the Hashem's action. That is the way that Hashem created the world. That means that everything that exists exists from language. That means that if there is a shulchan, a table in front of us, the shulchan exists. From the letters, the holy letter, letters, Shin, Lamed, Chachas, And that <coughs> begins with the Asara Mamaris. In Pirkei Aves, Chazal teach us that Asara Mamaris, Nivra the world was created with ten utterances. Those ten utterances are the ten utterances which are mentioned in the course of the story of the creation, in the beginning of Bereshis. And those ten utterances, those were the original ten statements which were said. But each of those utterances are then um, uh, able to be rearranged in various forms, in deep ways in which the Aleph bases are, the, the letters of the Aleph base are interchangeable. And therefore, with various changes and evolutions that happen from these original utterances, that's how every single thing comes into existence. That means that a shar, an ox, is deriving its life, its its energy, its existence from the letters shin of resh. And so too for every single thing that exists inside of this world. And when Adam Harishan saw a shar, and he said, this is a shar, he was connecting to the life force, the life energy of that thing. So the name of something is very deep in Chassidus. A name is not just a happenstance, it's a very significant thing. And therefore, Tzidus teaches us that Shmei shall call Dover Meir al the name of every single thing, indicates on its true inyan, on its true idea, on what it's about. Based on that, move on, it's understood. That this, that these days were called Purim because of the poor. 
It's because the main holiday of Purim is the Geirah, the lottery, which took place. Poor Hua Geirah, this is what it says earlier in the Megillah, that it says that Hippel poor, Haman made a poor, and the Megillah translates the word poor for us, because the word poor is a Persian word. And it translates it for us, who hagerl, that is the lottery. V'tzarech lahavin, we have to understand. As it asks in the Sefer Maimarim, collected by the Tzamech Tzedek of the Alter Abbas Maimarim, with this Dibur HaMaschal, with the same opening verse over there in Tayyar Alkain, the Lechayra, that seemingly this seemingly was not the main miracle. The main miracle was not the fact that there was a lottery. The main miracle was, so we lift up our voice when we read, as the Gemara teaches us, because when the king couldn't sleep, then his not being able to sleep is what set into motion the events that took place which led to Haman being hung. And so on and so forth. There are various points that you can identify inside of the Megillah that are the Iker Hanais, the main miracle. But seemingly the fact that Haman threw a lottery to try to determine which day to choose to annihilate the Jewish nation, that was not the primary miracle of the Amtav of Purim. But it must have been. Because otherwise, why do we call it Purim? Ullahisif, seemingly, Ullahisif, excuse me, to add, the Hagayral Shehippel Haman, the Gayral, this lottery that Haman threw, it's called throwing because that's how you made a lottery. You like throw the dice in the way that they're thrown in order to um, see which one is going to fall and what the lottery is going to show. So the Hagayral Shehippel Haman, the girl which Haman threw, not only was it not the miracle, on the contrary, seemingly. Adarab is one of those good Jewish words that uh, you integrate into your vernacular to speak yeshivish. If you want, there's a song you could also find it through searching um, called Yeshiva Shered. Well, also. The word Yeah, no, but Adarab is like it's a lambdish word. Anyways, on the contrary, it was a part of the decree. In the language of the Megillah, Hippel he threw a poor, now we're quoting the entire Pasuk, we're expanding the Pasuk which we mentioned earlier. Haman threw a poor, who ha that was the girl, l'hum to destroy the Yidin Rachman al-Litzlan. From this that we see, that these days are called Purim, because of the poor, mashma, the implication is, shazeh, that this, meaning, Hagayil, the lottery, who Iker Hanes the Purim. That's what the main miracle of Purim was all about. Because the name of everything is its 
primary existence, its fundamental existence. V'ad, to the point, Shahanes Nikral Shem Zed, the miracle is called the Yomtev of Purim. And it's seemingly something which is difficult to understand. So, the explanation of this is an explanation which is directly related to this week when we, Bashkach practice are learning this Maimer. <coughs> but that explanation itself is going to require further elaboration. And that elaboration is going to be the continuation of this Maimer. But the immediate the um, explanation is what we see right over here, and that we have Bashkacha Pratis today on Vav Adar that we're able to read this. Seemingly, it would have been possible to explain. According to that which it says in the Gemara, the Kishanafal Hapur Bechidish Adar, when this lottery fell out in the month of Adar, so we know. That Samach Haman Simcha Gedeila. Haman rejoiced. He was very excited when he saw that the girl fell out in the month of Adar because he said, I see that the girl is working in my favor. Because the month of Adar is not a good month for the Jews. Not something which is easy for us to understand now, but that's all because of Haman. They tell a story that Hitler, Yemach Shemay, wanted to know when he was going to die. So he asked uh, who can read the stars to tell him when he's going to die. And uh, they, they told him that the only person that really knows how to read the stars properly is a Jew who's in the concentration camp. So he said, so bring him out and bring him to me. So they brought, brought this Jew to Hitler. And uh, Hitler made his demands of him. And the Jew starts squinting and thinking, he knows whatever he's going to say. It's not going to be good. <laughs> and the, the, the reality is, this is a joke, of course, but the reality is that... Uh, if Hitler would have only killed himself uh, two months earlier, he would have saved millions of lives. Not Jewish lives, but human lives. His own people's lives. But okay, that's a separate discussion. In any case, he's squinting and thinking and looking at his palm and looking at the stars and so on and so forth. He says the, 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 the stars are very faint tonight and the lines on your hand are difficult to read he says but one thing i can tell you whenever you die it's going to be on a jewish holiday (laughs) um the so the month of adar is a month which for us the just the, the idea that Adar is coming, This year we have the double simcha, the sixty days of Adar to get rid of all negative things. The the idea that the month of Adar is coming in and of itself is something which already tickles Ayid's mood. 
But uh, in those days, the Yom Tov of Purim did not yet exist. So when Haman saw that his poor, his lottery fell out for the month of Adar, he was very excited. Why was he so excited? There was no holiday. What? So first of all, there was no holiday, but even more than that, he felt like it was a time when there was a negative day. Amar, he said, Who's the most important person in Jewish history? The person who we learned about so much, about Va'ata Tetzavis B'nei Yisrael, Meisha Rabbeinu, Ispashtusa de Meisha B'chol he said, Omar, he said, The poor, this lottery fell out for me in the month that Meisha passed away. Now the Gemara says something interesting when the Gemara tells us this story. And it says, He, Haman, did not know that Meisha Rabbeinu indeed passed away on the seventh of Adar. But he was also born on the seventh of Adar. Now, this Gemara itself requires explanation, and we'll have to, Bezus Hashem, in the course of this week, discuss it, because this week is Zayin Adar, and Zayin Adar Aleph, according to our tradition, is the main Zayin Adar, something which itself is difficult to understand, but that's the way that it is. Zayin Adar Aleph is the main Zayin Adar, and... Um, also, it's Parsha's Tetzave, the Parsha which Meish Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned, which Meish Rabbeinu's name is hidden, because of Zayin Adar. So we'll have to explain this because just the fact that Meish Rabbeinu was born seemingly was erased by the fact that he passed away then. And we're going to have to recognize that indeed, when a tzaddik passes away, it's not chas v'shalom, taking away from the simcham of his birth, on the contrary, the whole simcha of a birth. Why is the day of a birth something which is so exciting? Because you have this brand new baby over here with unlimited potential. And when a tzaddik passes away and he has achieved that potential, it is in fact a celebration as well. And that's why a tzaddik passes away on the same day that he is born either practically, like by Meshur Rabbeinu, and by many other tzaddikim, or spiritually, because the tzaddik's death is a recognition and a, an actualization of that potential which, which existed on the day of his birth, b'shiva ba'ader meis, u'b'shiva ba'ader neilad, which seemingly is in the wrong order. But this is the point that the Gemara is making, is that on the contrary, that Meshur Rabbeinu's death is not really a sad day for us because this that Meshur Rabbeinu was passing away did not take Meshur Rabbeinu away from us. He achieved that which he was here for, taking us out of Mitzrayim, leading us into the desert and preparing us for entering into Eretz Yisrael. And it was Meshur Rabbeinu's student, Yeshua, and the 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 continuation of Meishu in every single generation that continues to lead the Jewish people because Meishu Rabbeinu had actualized that potential which he was born with when the Smalle Habayis Kula era, when the house was filled with light. So this was something that Haman was unable to recognize. According to this, it would be possible to say, This that these days are called 
Purim because of the poor. The miracle of Purim was that the poor fell out in the month of Adar, a month when Bari Mazlele Yisrael, a month when every single Jew has the power of Meshe Rabbeinu. In fact, this week, Zion Adar, when we're going to celebrate Purim in a month and a week from now, we're going to be celebrating it with the power of Zion Adar, which is now. It's because of Zion Adar that the whole Yom Tov of Purim took place and that Nishapech, the entire month, was turned over and recognized as a month which is in fact a joyous month for the Jewish people and not the, to the contrary. And this very event that took place when the Yidin were saved from Haman's Gezerah was... The recognition that Meish Rabbeinu is still leading us. Meish Rabbeinu is still, so to speak, protecting us then in the form of Mordechai Tzadik, who led the Jews to do tshuva and thereby averting the Gezerah, turning over the Gezerah. So the whole Yom Tov of Purim is in fact appreciating that Meish Rabbeinu is still with us. The opposite of what Haman thought. So this that the lot fell out on the of uh, in the month of Adar, the month when Meshe Rabbeinu was born, the savior of the Yidin, was in fact the greatest miracle that took place in connection to the story of Purim. It was what gave us the strength to avert this terrible decree, this threat over our existence. But this explanation still requires elaboration. We're not going to move away from this explanation. This explanation is true. But we still need a dayin sarich ion. It still needs clarity. From this, that the holiday is called Purim because of the poor. Mashma, the implication is that the connection between the miracle and the poor, the lot which Haman threw was not only to the fact that the lot fell out in the month of Adar, that means that in the Mimer we're going to continue to explain that although what we just said is true, it was a great miracle that the lottery fell out on the month of Adar, but the implication of this holiday being called Purim is that the holiday is related to the idea of lottery. A lot and and the holiday of Purim are connected to each other. What's the idea of lottery is what we're going to have to explain. And then understanding the idea of lottery, we're going to have to understand how that idea of lottery is related to the Yantav of Purim. On the contrary, the main miracle was because of the poor, which was the girl. In other words, the fact that there was the power of lottery on this day. That power is a power which... We tap into every year on the Yom Tov of Purim, and that power is the power which caused that the lottery should fall out in the month of Adar, and that power is the power that allows that a Jew is never chas v'shalom annihilated by the threats that face him. The girl who inyan nailu the idea of girl 
is a very high idea. Remember these words, because these are the words that the Mimers founded on. Gairel who Indian Nile of the idea of a Gairel is a very, very Indian Nile, very high idea. And that's where the miracle emerges from. That's where the miracle is drawn from. Who? This, that the Gairel, that the lottery fell out in the month of Adar, the month when the Savior of the Yidim was born. Who? It is because. And the Mimer, as of here in the parentheses, just like everything else, all of the other peripherals of Purim, all of the other details of Purim, everything that the Amtav of Purim is about, are all a result of the fact that it is Purim, because the name, that's the essence. And all of the details are all derivatives of the essence. So anything that we have in the details of Purim is shaheim that they are taitsa'a, and a result may ikar in from the primary idea of Purim, which is Purim, al shem ha-pur, Purim, because of the poor, we'll stop over here for today. Yeah. Well, I have a question.